if someone ever gave you a choice to either do an ultra beast yeah or go back in the octagon which one do you choose <laughs> what's the purse in the octagon how much money oh <laughs> What's up, Saitos? I hope you are crushing your day. Welcome back to the Sensei Says podcast, offering you weekly inspirational discussions with successful people, through which I dig out some practical advice, helping you and me improve our life. Thank you for choosing my podcast today. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, like, comment and share to a friend. Welcome to those of you listening or watching for the very first time. I hope you will enjoy your experience with uh, me uh, today. And do not forget to review. Speaking of reviews, I've got a cool promo for everyone listening on Apple Podcast. That could be your chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Tune in till the very end of this episode to know the details. And on that note, you have noticed uh, for those of you watching on the YouTubes. If you are not, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I've got a book in my hand. That's uh, that's coming in a few minutes. But the main point here is my t-shirt, my UFC Fight Night t-shirt, because we are, as of Thursday, the day uh, this episode drops, a few days away from the rubber match between Conor, the notorious McGregor, and Dustin, the Diamond Poirier, UFC 264 coming your way. I'm wearing that shirt because um, I attended that event in Boston in 2003, uh, uh, main evented by Shel Sonnen and Shogun Rua. And there was a uh, relatively unknown fighter on the undercard named Conor McGregor. <laughs> and I, I swear to God, at that time, I could not understand like the reaction of the fans in Boston because of the Irish thing, obviously. Uh, all of them shouting, singing loud the entrance music uh, of Conor McGregor, uh, which was at that time shipping up uh, in Boston from the Dropkick Murphys. And um, me and my uh, and my friend uh, back in the day looked at each other like, like who's that guy? <laughs> and unbeknownst to us, that was going to be the next UFC and MMA legend, one of the um, uh, greatest of uh, all time. So how about that for a story? Uh, you never know, right? So that's why I'm wearing my uh, probably my UFC Fight Night t-shirt today and uh, also because it's uh, relevant to our guest this week. Charlie Brenneman is a former UFC fighter, a teacher, public speaker and author. The book Driven I'm holding in my hand is available right now. If you want to uh, uh, get a copy for yourself, I thoroughly recommend it. Sensei says that link slash driven. Um, we, we, we speak about Charlie's deep but deep passion for reading and books and uh, also a thorough discussion on the uh, the philosophy of lifelong learning and I hope you will enjoy. So what is worst the Spartan Beast you just did or three rounds of USC fights full on? You know what it's a <laughs> it's a very different suck to be honest. Um, I was actually thinking that when I was out there, because honestly, I do some 45-minute workouts that I think might be harder or more pain than doing a thing like this. But it's just a different type of pain. The good thing, the good thing about everything other than fighting is that no one's going to punch you or kick you or hurt you. And it's like that's just a, it 
physically it's a nice thing, but psychologically it's it's just a, a giant elephant in the room that when no one's trying to fight you, it's just like you can breathe a little bit. There you go. And anything that you uh, learned in the octagon that you can use up there? Well, one, I mean, probably one of the most prominent is is the the physical assets. You know, like climbing things, having the muscular endurance, strength, uh, cardio endurance, because it's a lot. Pretty much the way I train now is how I train when I fought. And I'm also able to do a 13-mile, 35-obstacle race. So I think the training correlates also. But in terms of the... Uh, you know, the mental capacity to, to endure the pain and, and keep going. And honest to goodness that like, I have different, different gauges of what, what I wanted to do. Like I'm, I'm not going to win. I'm, I'm not an elite competitor mm -hmm. in obstacle racing, but to me it was kind of like some little tests, <clears throat> but uh, mental toughness was one of them. And I mean, it's 40 degrees and we had to get in water. And so for me, <laughs> that was a huge test for me. And that mental toughness, you know, derives a lot from wrestling and fighting. And do you need still these challenges, these moments in which you find yourself challenged to, to grow and go further? Because when you're fighting, you're fighting against something. Sometimes it's against yourself, it's yep. against something else, but you, you feel the urge to go after something. So is it the same now, now that you've retired from the UFC, from MMA? Do you feel that urge to go after things always? Yeah, like I, I, a million percent, yes. And I think for me, and some guys know, I mean, some guys, you know, they, they finish high school wrestling, win a state title, and they're good. They're good to go. They don't need anything else. For me, the, the, the yearning for that, like battle or fight or whatever, it started when I was a kid, and I just started doubting myself. So it was like, you know, wrestling and then fighting and, you know, something like this now, it's just a response to my internal dialogue that I have to continually kind of battle and fight. So doing something like this today, getting in that water in 40-degree <clears throat> weather, Doing all this other stuff, that's like a giant check. You know, I can walk mm -hmm. with peace now. But yeah, I'm gonna have to do something else in the. Yeah, that's kind of like a blessing. I was going there. A, yeah, it's a check for now. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's <laughs> the name of the game in anything. If you want to be great at anything, I mean, this correlates to speaking and podcasting and writing books, which is what I do for a living now. So, you know, there's a lot of speakers, there's a lot of authors, there's a lot of podcasters. So. A check like this is going to push me in that area as well. And it's also part of your paradigm, I mean, to always be learning and growing. You're like 100% in that as an author and yeah. as a, a speaker. So maybe tell me uh, where you go from, from here, here now. You've yeah. got a beast, but you got to still going. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the whole focus of, of my message, you know, you know, one of the things I say most is just keep going, right? So, so uh, overcoming adversity, keeping moving forward, moving the needle forward is huge in my life, my personal story, but also the message I put out there. I, and, and lifelong learning, so I, I dubbed myself the world's toughest lifelong learner. <laughs> and it, I mean, that, that's the, the, the ideal of what I aspire to be, right? Tough in the sense of, yeah, I can kick your butt, but also tough in the sense of I'm not going to stay down for anything. Um, but then the lifelong learning part of it is always just soaking in stuff. And in an event like this, I mean, I, I probably asked you 100 questions before we start recording because I'm just curious, right? And <laughs> yeah, you never yeah. know when it's like, You're going to remember a thing that you asked and someone told you. So the combined hard work and, and tough stuff that this represents here in, in Tahoe with the learning and curiosity and just, it's just like you're banking, man. Yep. Like, yep, I mean, yep. you're, you're a martial artist. You got to practice. Yep. So there's, there's like actual physical reps where you're lifting or you're throwing kicks, punches, et cetera. 
then also like it's mental reps for your brain as well. Yeah, that reminds me of a quote from uh, from GSP, who said that he's always chasing after perfection, yeah. knowing that he's never gonna never. attain it. And that I think that is a mantra that's carried through all martial artists. We know that the the top step that we have to attain is perfection and knowingly yeah. we know it's unattainable but each and every day we just try to make one step forward to that unattainable objective yeah and it's a really it's kind of a you know a, a whatever i can't think of an appropriate word but a mind beep because it's uh <laughs> I, i don't know what you say in canada <laughs> but i can't think of anything else um but it's also that way with life with family with you know i have a, a wife and i have kids and i want to be the freaking perfect husband. I want to be the perfect father. It's not attainable. And the, the, there's a book called The Happiness Hypothesis. It's a great book. And it talks about a lot of what makes us happy is the gist of the book. A lot of science, a lot of data, a lot of history, but also some stories. And there's a thing called the progress principle that, I mean, through historic history, through data, through whatever, that we as human beings achieve happiness through progress towards mm -hmm. a goal. So if we take what you just said, you know, yeah, perfection, But then we bank, okay, well, it's not that that's going to make me happy. It's the actual, like, pursuing of that that's going to make me happy. Getting closer to that is, like, what makes me happy. So that's, you know, it, it, it supports exactly what he said. Uh, Vince Lombardi, who's another great coach, American football coach, he said the same thing about perfection and excellence. So it's, you know, it's a very true thing. So um, where does that come, I mean, within you, the, that, that urge to be learning always, Is, does it go back, way back when you were a child, or was there a moment in your life where that kicked I, in? Or I think that the, the primary thing in me genetically, for whatever reason, was is doubt, like like just doubt. Like I'm just me from small town. I'm just Charlie from Holidaysburg. You know, like whatever. So then it was like <clears throat> I wrestled, and then that internal battle was like put on display or whatever in wrestling, mm -hmm. and then ultimately in fighting. And then after fighting, it was like, uh, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? And I've almost like learning is my sport. And I've never really thought about this, but it's almost like learning is my sport. I needed something else to do. There's no fighting. There's no wrestling. I needed something else to do. And I got in the habit. We were talking about Frankie Yeager earlier. I got in yep. the habit of being around world classes on a daily basis. And when I stopped fighting, I just wasn't. I live in Pennsylvania. I trained in Jersey mostly. <clears throat> it just it wasn't that way anymore and then I was like well I, I do like reading books I've always been a curious person I've always been academic it was instilled in me from a young age but my real love of learning it was like all right well I'm not around world-classers all right wait a minute I can read books written by world-classers now I'm around world-classers every day there you go and then I just my podcast is essentially me teaching what I learned from those world-classers and I I got a friend of mine who I talked with he's a pretty deep guy And every time we talk about my objectives or what I want to do or my checks, like that you say, the first question that he asked me is why. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, exactly. I'm and like, then you have to think, and yeah. then you go a little deeper, and then you come you come up with uh, a more thorough answer. Yeah. So I'm asking you, yeah. uh, lifelong learning. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you my my thought on it first, and then I'll give you the answer to the question. Some you know. It's it's uh, you know understanding why you're doing something is huge and you know there's books about it and it's very it's the, it's the the popular thing right in in personal development why what's your why etc. But sometimes it's like if you just do it, 
I don't know and I don't care. I just do it, you know. <laughs> but when I do think about it, when someone asks me that question, I think about it. For whatever reason, I go back to middle school and I go back to being so afraid of like getting beaten up and so afraid of like doing something to, to getting in a fight, right? Either hurting somebody or getting hurt. I was always on the straight and narrow path. And, and that means like doing the right things because I want to win a state title and get straight mm -hmm. A's. And there was such like kickback from knuckleheads, like in my town, in my school. So I go back to me then and I think, man, I just want to comfort anyone who feels like that. And when I was wrestling, it's a weird thing, like, and I mean, you probably experienced it from our shorts, but like when you, when you or me or whatever, just dedicate yourself to something, it brings people up. Like yep. it's an ideal that people are like, they feel good watching you pursue yeah, a thing. Yeah, absolutely. So that was me in wrestling. And then in fighting, I would get so many like messages that, that are just basically spilling their emotions out to me saying how I'm helping them or one way or another. And I'm like, I'm just fighting. I, I, I don't even, but then it was like, wait a minute. If I just pursue something, it lifts people up. And then it's like, wait a minute. If I pursue learning and I pursue books, I can lift them up, but I can also teach them like how to lift themselves up and teach them all of this wealth that's in these books that I'm reading. So how, how soon, because you first went on that route because you needed to feel appeal to, towards a worth class level, like you said before. Uh, at, at which point did you figure it out, hey, this could help other people? Just like, just I mean, like myself. I, I think pretty early. So I didn't, you know, I started, <laughs> I've started, you know, I stopped fighting and then I wrote a book and then it was like, okay, well, I guess I'll speak now because people who write books speak, but I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and then I see a lot of people creating online courses. I was like, well, I'll create an online course. You know, just following so there's a book success principle success leaves clues is one of the principles so i'm just like watching those guys and doing what they do okay and then after i do that a hundred times i'm like oh i didn't like that or i don't want to do that or i took some of those ideas and was like combine them into one idea right so i went through a bunch of phases of this and that my show actually went through a couple different names show names and then it landed on lifelong learning and i, I think that the, the benefit of lifelong learning is inherent i mean i think Once I landed on that, it was a no-brainer. Oh, this helps people. Because from the time you, 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 I don't know if you have kids, but I have little kids. They, 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 they can't do anything unless you teach them how yeah. to do stuff. So it's, I think the value of it to other people is inherent. However, and I will say this for, from a business perspective, <clears throat> I'm long-winded here. But in the 1970s, running, people going for a run was not normal in American society. Phil Knight. Bill Bowerman, uh, Steve Prefontaine, <clears throat> the Phil Knight's the creator of Nike. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was uh, Oregon, University of Oregon. This guy had an idea, right? Steve Prefontaine was, was uh, one of the best American runners, super popular, and he loved to run. So then Phil Knight, who eventually created Nike, along with Bill Bowerman, who was the coach, they, they, they created an industry of running, okay. right? So right now, nobody lifelong learns every day, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm essentially trying to create an industry, which this interview will be really awesome if 25 years from now, there is a lifelong learning industry in the United States. Yeah, there you go. Because that's what we're really trying to do because people don't have time for it. They don't want to do it. They don't see the value in it. So I just figure, all right, if I just embody lifelong learning and I'm able to build some really cool stuff, people will be like, oh, wait, that's, I should do that, you know? 
So precisely <coughs> lifelong learning for all the people watching or, or listening, maybe the three <coughs> key values they can get out of that principle learning. Would, would, be, would be what? Yeah. <coughs> I think perspective is huge. So just, just perspective. So may, maybe it could be perspective on you want to build a business and, and, and you gain perspective on what it actually takes to build a business. You, you read Milton Hershey's book. You read Phil Knight's book. You read Joe DeSanta's book. And you learn, oh, man, that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's perspective on your own problems. You know, you're, you're absorbed in your own, like, BS every day. And then you read about someone who overcame this, that, the other thing. It gives you perspective. Well, my thing is not as bad as I thought it was. Another thing is, is uh, empathy. To empathy. Empathy. And I think that, that might be the most important one. But it just helps you understand, like, where people are coming from. And, and I, I was a professional fighter, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight. Like, I, I walk around every day, and I'm like, wait for someone to fight me. It's like a, <laughs> a paranoia, pretty much. So I want to attack, attack, attack. Mm -hmm. And then, and then reading, like, it just develops empathy and also doing podcasts, you know, because I interview so many military people, so many people who overcome all kinds of stuff, and it, like, makes you understand, whereas before you might look at a person and say, they're such a jerk, I can't stand them, blah, 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 blah. But then you look at them, and you're like, oh, okay, they grew up in this place. They lost their parents when they were whatever years old. They didn't grow up with this, that, the other. So mm -hmm. it, it really develops empathy. I think that's huge. And a third one is how-to. Like how it to. actually teaches you how to do stuff. Like I want to. I, I just read a book. I will teach you to be rich by a guy who's very wealthy and he knows about finances. So he's teaching me how to use credit cards properly, how to uh, buy houses properly, how to negotiate properly. So it like teaches you like actually how to do stuff as well. And if uh, while we are uh, ending our podcast, if someone ever gave you a choice to either do an ultra beast, yeah. Or go back in the octagon. Which one do you choose? <laughs> What's the purse in the octagon? How much money? Oh, <laughs> you got me. You got yeah. me. Uh, so are we talking pay-per-view or maybe ESPN Plus? What would be your, uh, your criteria? I, the dollar bills, I can fight right here. But if the dollar bills are high, then that's fine. <laughs> but I, I, I would fight again, but uh, it would need to be for a lot of money. And I just don't think that's really realistic. Uh, but I have to say... I've come to this event the last three years, and the first two years I've thought an ultra is the craziest thing ever, that blah, blah, blah. And then I saw like the word ultra, and I thought, yeah, maybe I'll try that someday. So I'm All getting right. a little, little, little bit closer. Not, I'm not saying I will do it, but it's at least like, ah, maybe, you know. Hey, if you were in need of another check. I know, right? That's, that's that one. <laughs> I would have to train for that. I didn't really train for this, but I would absolutely have to train for that. Uh, you absolutely got everything that it takes, I think, to uh, overcome. Uh, well, I appreciate it. You know man, what? you got punched in the face we'll, for a living. You know what? We'll just That's say running it. in the mud and no, then jumping around. This is true. <laughs> but we'll just, if with that vote of confidence from you to me, we'll just, I'm checking the box right now. I already did it, so I don't got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> We're good to go. Really inspiring and stimulating conversation with uh, Charlie Brenneman, the Spaniard. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. They're my favorite when we go deep and intellectual and exchange philosophies. Those are my favorite talks of all time. And we've got a ton of them coming your way during this month of July. An awesome month for you guys on the podcast. Next week, Kathy from CoreFit. Uh, she's a Spartan Race Elite and OCR coach. My good friend, Johnny Wade, the host of the Spartan Up podcast. Really well-read and thoughtful guy. And Patrick Sweeney, a successful entrepreneur. So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> For now, let's revisit what we've learned humbly. I will say that humbly 
with uh, Charlie on this uh, podcast. So the three benefits, main benefits of lifelong learning and reading books. First, perspective, because it may become very difficult to gain an outlook on things when you're right in the middle of uh, your own war, your own issues, trying to push your project forward, dealing with the, uh, the, 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 the hassles or deal the difficulties. So you need sometimes a guide or a mentor to show you a broader view on the, the problem at hand and what better uh, source of guide and mentors than books. Number two, empathy. I really think that's a relevant one and thank you Charlie for sharing that because we are as humans so quick to judge people from all kinds of walks in life but you never know what those walks of life entail, what they encompass, what are the consequences on a human being. So reading about them, meeting these people, talking to them, uh, like I said, reading though the, their stories will bestow on you empathy, a comprehension of what these situations uh, might bring to, uh, to a human being and broaden your perspective or comprehension of the human experience. Third, how to, and I think the book series dot 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 for dummies is a prime example of that. So if you're looking to do something, whether it be a intellectual endeavor or you want to build your own birdie cabana, you've got a book for that, right? So how to is a huge aspect of reading and books, reference books cover all kinds of subjects and they are available everywhere, just as is Charlie's Driven and World's Toughest Lifelong Learner books, available now through my link, senseisays.link slash driven, at least for the Driven book, and you, you'll gain a bunch of uh, in-depth knowledge and inspiration from my good friend, Charlie. I hope you have enjoyed this uh, interview conversation this week on the Sensei Says podcast. Please, let me know in the comments or share on my social media at Sensei Says Pod what you learn through books. So do you agree with Charlie? Do you uh, have uh, more things you want to add? Please uh, share with me. I always like to read what you guys have to say. Don't forget to review, share, comment, and subscribe to uh, this podcast. And I did speak earlier about a promo for Apple Podcasts. So uh, here it is, guys. If you leave a positive review and five-star rating on the platform by July 31st, you earn a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. I will pick the winner randomly on July 31st. So please try to make my life easy and uh, give yourself a readable, I said readable, <laughs> nickname. All right, so uh, speaking of which, thank you to uh, 12 Bizu, Veronenu35, and HR Tran for your positive review. I uh, really enjoyed reading your comments. If you want to get the episodes fast and first, don't forget to sign up to the newsletter and go nuts through our archive. Now that we've come to a sixth episode, we can proudly say that we've got an archive. Yes! <laughs> and I hope you will enjoy those uh, episodes. On that note, Saitos, I will see you next week. Oos, you are dismissed. If you can move well, you'll set yourself up to do whatever it is, your goal, your dream. If you want to run an obstacle course race, whatever it is, move well first and then let, let everything open from there. There's always somebody who just shows up. And in life, you can't just show yeah. up and ultimately it catches up with there you. you. And the mountains are not forgiving. And so we've had guys fall in crevasses. We've guys had...